When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the B-Side Boys Podcast, an Iowa rugby podcast. I'm Mr. Gray. And I'm Philly V. And we are in the Wombat Den studio presented by Rotor Epoxy. Rotor Epoxy is the premier, number one, best of all time, GOAT, greatest of all time, epoxy company in the world, as voted on by us. Yeah, 100%. So epoxy, if you don't know, it's that nice, beautiful coating that you put over a concrete floor. It keeps it clean. It protects it. It makes it last longer. And then, yeah, it just makes the room look good. It ties everything together. You're getting so good at these. I love it. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> you know, I just, I, I know these guys care a lot about their business, their small business. They put a lot into it. And also, they are sponsors of the show. They believe in us. I need to give them back what they believe in us to them. Did that make sense? That does make sense. Those words make sense. Yeah, in our, basically, of. they give to us. I want to like, them, yeah, yeah they believe in us. I believe in them. And also, you go to their Facebook, you give them a call, you take a look at their work. Um, I stand by it. They do amazing work. I mean, you you can see the pictures. You can see the testimonies from people who've had it. Uh, they do a great job. I still, so I still can't get over that Hawkeye-themed one. Yeah. That one is so beautiful. It, like, for the man cave. Yeah. yeah. That's so cool. Think about that, too. Like, you're, you know, got a man cave, you got a house, you're middle-aged, you have some buddies over. Hey, maybe you spill a drink. Who cares? I mean, obviously you don't want to spill yeah. a beautiful, great tasting, less filling Miller light. But if you do, how easy is that cleanup? Did I have, pop, pop, pop. Good to go. I would love to have them do my basement, but like I have this like finished. You've been in, have you been to my house? Yeah, because yeah, I, I, I had to pick up those tables yeah. from you. So I got that one little section that's like partially finished, you know. Um, Unfinish it. Well, that's the thing. There's like uh, this really weird like tile that they like laid down. It's got like uh, cards on it, like game cards on the tile, like for a print. And I kind of want to tear it up and just do like the entire floor epoxy and like the same yeah. thing in the like area where the washer dryer and stuff like that. Yeah. I think that'd be pretty cool. I think it would too. And I think it would, it just like brightens up the room. It makes it look clean. It makes it look just bigger. It just overall can add so much to it so oh, yeah. if that sounds like something you want give them a call get a quote talk to them tell them the b-side boys sent you um and they'll probably say hey we know them <laughs> <laughs> <They might. laughs> and so moving in it's friday uh we wanted to follow up on a story we had a high school graduate liberty cawthorn on a few weeks ago she graduated from roosevelt high school and she was selected by the eagle impact rugby academy to go on a tour over in Ireland. And when you looked at what they were up to, she was on the U18 team. And they also sent a U16 team for girls and boys. And basically they went to play against professional academies. So again, in England and other countries, professional teams will have high school age, elementary kid age, college age, like 
academies where basically, hey, you're going to play for us someday. We're going to train you and you'll play for our professional team. Mm -hmm. So they played against the same age professional academies. Well, against, and I, I, I never hear these team names out loud. <laughs> so excuse me if I say it incorrectly. Uh, Ulster. Yeah. I think that's maybe U L S T E R. <laughs> I know it's a big time club in England. Uh, the U 18 girls won 53 to zero. Wow. And uh, Kelsey McDowell, coach of Iowa State women, yeah. she helped coach over there. She said that Liberty Cawthorn scored the first try in that match. That's awesome. Yeah. She also said the amount of talent over there, Liberty was at wing. And she said, it like, the talent was insane. So, like, Liberty shared time with other girls. Mm. Basically, everybody there was just insanely good for the United States. Damn. And then the U16 girls, they won 67 to nothing. And then we said last time they won their first match um, against another club we talked about in the previous episode. Um, and they also blew them out. So they go over there. They're in Ireland. And they just dominated. They crushed these two professional academies. And one thing that was really cool, um, one of the coaches. So this was the first international tour for ERA. And they impressed throughout. They had a quote here from the girls coach, Lindsay Mahoney. I think ERA has done a great job of building the girls and our player pool over the last two years. Ireland was a good start for us. But we're already looking to go to other countries that can give us different challenges. I could see many of these girls representing USA in the next five to 10 years and hopefully helping to take the game to the next level for us. I mean, how huge is that? They literally are looking at this team and saying, there are future Eagles on this team. Wow. Right? Dude, that's so cool. That's really cool. Especially with like Liberty being on there too. Mm -hmm. It'd be really cool to see her in like, you know, that official USA Eagles jersey. And it's not a guarantee. It's not like, hey, you played for this era team, you're going to be an Eagle someday. No, no, no. Like she has a lot of work to do. Yeah. A ton of work. And that's something Kelsey said too, was again, the amount of talent they had there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, she couldn't get in at scrum half because I was just wasn't from, like, I was so disappointed. She didn't get to play scrum half. Damn. Yeah. And it wasn't from her lack of ability. It was just the girls ahead of her have been playing for, I think Kelsey said like eight years Yeah, and they'd been playing 15s for eight years where Liberty's only played 15s for three months. Yeah. So, uh, you know, she'll have time to learn. But the thing is, that's really good to see from, you know, we always talk about the men's USA Eagles being disappointing. Very quietly, the women's team is just killing it. Mm -hmm. And I don't think they get enough credit for like how well they do. And the fact that the player pool coming up the ranks they should continue to get better and better. And I think we could see USA women's over the next five to 10 years be contending for number one in the world. I don't think that's a crazy biased thing to say. I mean, I am biased, but I think it's realistic. Yeah. Do you agree? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. And speaking of bias, we're going to talk about another conference. We talked to Nick Marker last uh, episode on Tuesday. We really looked at the D2 kind of landscape, but he couldn't give us the schedule. But today we have a special guest, Ant Frine, the head coach of Iowa State, and he actually is going to share the schedule of Iowa State, so we appreciate that. Um, But first, before we really get into that, Iowa State competes in the Heart of America Conference. It's a men's Division I AA. And this conference has gone through changes every year since its inception, 
Uh, it began in the early 2010s Tens, yeah. because there used to be a Midwest West and a Midwest East. The Big Ten created their conference. They pulled out all the Big Ten schools, and then everyone was left scrambling like, where do we go? Where do we go? Where do we go? You and I was in that conference. They went D2. Iowa State was in that conference. They go to the Heart of America. And so <clears throat> the Heart of America now currently is made up of two divisions. You have the North with Iowa, Iowa State, Minnesota, Nebraska, and Truman State. And what's great is Iowa, Iowa State, Minnesota, they were all a part of that old Midwest-West. Those are three programs very familiar with each other. Nebraska, also familiar with that team. Then in the South, you have Arkansas, Kansas, Kansas State, Missouri, and Oklahoma State. So Big 12, SEC kind of football vibes there. Mm -hmm. um, real interesting makeup. I know in years past, they just had like one conference. So there'd be times where, you know, teams would have to drive from Minnesota down to Arkansas or Iowa State down to Oklahoma State. So it's kind of nice how they're like, hey, you know what? It's hard for teams to travel uh, that far. Why not just do you play your half of the conference that mm -hmm. geographically makes sense, save that money, and then if you win your side, you can go play for a championship. I like that. Yeah. No, I, that's not – doesn't sound too bad. I'm curious to see, though, like, are they going to have a lot of uh, non-conference matches to kind of fill in some of the gaps? Or So here's the thing. I don't know. Well, unlike the Big Ten – the Big Ten just was like, you have three conference matches. Yeah. And they had all the non-conference. I think, Ant, and I don't want to spoil something, but I might have looked ahead. <laughs> I think the they might have like one non-conference game, and then they do a home and away. Okay. So I think Iowa State plays like Iowa at home and in Iowa City. They play Minnesota at home and in Minnesota. Okay. So I, And that's where they get all their matches. But we'll find out from Ant. I don't want to spoil it. <laughs> he'll he'll dive into that and um yeah and then looking at non-conference you know it'll be interesting but again looking at that iowa state and everything they've been doing love what they've been doing they're really building they've got something special there but so does iowa and so does minnesota I think those two programs are also doing really cool things as well so it's going to be a really interesting season in nebraska um, they're doing well as well. Um, I know the Omaha Beavers, they've got some Nebraska connections as well. Okay. Um, they've been trying to rebuild. I saw on Instagram, like go big red rugby, um, has been kind of a trend that they're trying to build Nebraska back up as well. Yeah. Truman state, uh, they've been in this conference for a while and they've struggled. Where is Truman State at? Is that in Nebraska too? Where is that? I don't even know. Uh, random voice. Where's Truman state? What state? Kirksville, Missouri. Kirksville, Missouri. <laughs> Where did that come from? Yeah. Thanks, Javi. <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't Javi. Javi's not here. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, but no, I, I I really do think it's going to come down between Iowa, Iowa State, and Minnesota. Uh, those teams, when they played each other last year, uh, those matches came down to single digits, wow. if not one point. Um, and we'll talk to Ant how he's going to make that happen, how he's going to get his team over the hump, and then also why the South is far inferior. inferior. I was just waiting for that inferior. <laughs> yeah. And also, have you ever seen that Vine where the one lady's trying to learn English, and she's like, why is this Arkansas and this is Kansas? Why is it not Arkansas? Arkansas. Because it's spelled Kansas. Okay. Yeah. 
I've never, I didn't have mine when I was growing up. I mean, I've seen clips. Shut up. I'm sorry. Let's talk to Ant. I'm done talking to you, Phil. Fair enough. And now we're to the interview portion of the show. Today, we have a special guest, longtime listener, first-time guest, head coach of the Iowa State men's rugby program. Ant Fryan. Ant, how you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm glad to finally be on this uh, program. Well, you know, there's some grievances that we have to clear <laughs> from uh, previous episodes, and I also brought you guys some gifts. Ooh. Yeah. Not so. often you hear the words grievances and gifts yes. in the same <laughs> sentence. So we'll start off with Phil. Uh, for Phil, I have an authentic North High rugby jersey, <laughs> oh, so no. he only needs to get 14 more. <laughs> oh, dude. I love it. Oh, my gosh. North High. Why is it pink? Because that's one of their colors. You that's should their, know that. Their colors are green, white, and pink. Dude, is this frying on the back even better? <laughs> <laughs> so what that is is, I don't know. Oh, it's probably been 10 years ago when they tried to start up a North program. They did a mm -hmm. fundraiser. And so my dad actually went to North, and I grew up on the North side. So I don't I think it was like 50 bucks or something. One of the things you got was a jersey. Dude. And now that I'm married, the wife is making me clean out the closet, <laughs> and I saw that uh, and was like, dude, that is going to fill. funny, Cheyenne's been cleaning out our, like, house or whatever. I'm going to bring home more clothes. <laughs> <laughs> and for Mr. Gray, oh boy. something uh, that uh, he could always look at oh but never gosh. touch, and I'm sure this is great radio right now. Yeah. But for those of you who don't know, um, this is the Madden Super Bowl trophy from... Uh, <laughs> COVID times. Here, you, you want to touch it? The whack-ass Hardo Madden Super Bowl champion. Phil, take my photo with oh, it. Oh, I can do that. Quickly. I'm Quickly. Crying, crying. This Good. is bad radio. But we'll post the picture. Man, we really should have, like, God, we need to get on the uh, live, or not the live stream, but the fucking uh, videos for these. Wow. Thanks for letting me touch it. No I problem. did win the Super Bowl. Yeah, before we were called a bunch of whack-ass Hardos by yeah. some random human that I don't know how... We yep. found him. Yep. I think it was probably the Craigslist ads we oh, posted. Oh, it was the guy from Cedar Rapids, right? Yes. He, yes, yes. So Ant and I, like, we, we play NCAA football. We play Madden football. And we were always in these leagues together. And a few other rugby guys like DeAndre and Casey Hanson, Eric Wickham. Yeah. Um, trying to think who else. was. Travis was in it. Yeah. My cousin Frankie. Yeah. Uh, Frankie. Josh Hall. Who else was in it? And then um, McClyman was in it for a hot For second. a minute. Oh, yeah. And he's like, dude, I fucking suck. Come <laughs> out. Um, Chris Aguero's friend who lived in Texas. James. James. Yep. We met him at Chris's at wedding. wedding. Yeah, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. Met him. Yeah. And we talked shit about Madden. Ooh, so what's funny yeah. about him is he actually played with some guys I coached at mm -hmm. Iowa State when they started that new team down no in way. Austin. Yeah. Wow. Oh, that's weird small world. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're the Austin Huns. Right? Well, no, 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 they're, they're the Blacks. The other team, I think. It There's was. a new one. Yeah, another new one. Yeah, it's basically wow. a bunch of guys that didn't want to. Because uh, they were the hunt. They were on the, the Huns, Huns, and then they started. Gotcha. I think they're just called the other team. Dude, the OT, no the other the team. That's fucking awesome. Oh. No, in that league, I mean, we would play. We'd go through season after season. And not going to lie, Ant and I, we were in the finals a lot. I think every year. Yeah. And we had a lot of fun. And then there was one guy that were like, dude, you got to play your game. And mm -hmm. then 
we like would whoop his ass. It was like we were just whack ass hardos. He's like, sorry, I got a life. And I'm like, yeah, I have a I have a wife. Like, I got a master's degree. Dude, you so Luke Schmidt played in that league. Oh, yeah, that yeah, was was it. It. yeah. Dude, I remember because he lived in my basement and I just remember him like getting pissed or whatever. And I like come throwing controllers. Dude, he got mad playing you all the time because he would just do some stupid shit apparently that he hated. But he was playing against homeboys, buddy. And then I'm like, oh, who are you playing? Or he's like, homeboys, like, friend or whatever. He fucking sucks. He's just like, pissing. He's like, and then also he just goes, I'm just kidding, man. You're all right. <laughs> no, I am. Yeah. the speaker with him. I would always run the nickel defense. And then I'd bring my two middle linebackers, double A gap blitz. So I always had six guys. Yeah. And no one would ever have a running back or tight end stay in to block. Oh. So I always had one guy unblocked. And then people would be like, that's, a, that's not even <laughs> fucking football. And I'm like, if you're not going to block him, I'm going to yeah. keep sending him. And and then Ant was the only person who was like, oh, if I do a wheel route or if I send someone into the flat and I dump it quickly or if I actually keep people in the block, you're fucked because everything else is man-to-man. I'm yeah. going to burn you because he always had fucking speedsters. Kevin Coleman, the yeah. goat. Yeah, you <laughs> always would get these like average-ass players who had great speed and acceleration and then it worked. But like no one else could figure it out. So I just run up the score on everyone else and – but yeah, no, there was a time too I went to DeAndre's house because my PlayStation wasn't working. I played my game at D's house against Luke. Luke quit twice on me because he was <laughs> mad because I was whooping his ass. And he's like, fuck this. And he just quit the league. And it like ruined the Oh, he released all of his players. Yes. So what happened that season <laughs> is Luke threw a uh, temper tantrum like two seasons before that. Got um, Luke. I hope comes Luke back this one. and he's just like looking at the rosters, not paying attention to the team schedule. I think he picked the Titans, maybe. Yeah. Well, they had to play me and Gray in week one and week two. Uh-huh. And he got pumped the first two weeks <laughs> and then released all of his players and quit. Yep. And then because then he's like, okay, yeah, 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 I'll try to, okay, I'll come back. But when you release a player, it goes against the salary cap. So oh. he was negative money with zero <laughs> players on his roster. He couldn't sign anybody to his team because he still was paying all the people he cut their salary. He had no money. And we couldn't advance the league forward because he had to sign players. So basically oh. he crashed the league. <laughs> we couldn't advance because he fucked it up so bad. Damn it, Luke. Yeah. But hey, now he's doing better than all of us. He lives in Florida living his best life. <laughs> he was just at some restaurant yet, or this morning that serves sushi with a robot. Hey, you know what? I can get sushi for breakfast, too. I can go to Quick Star. Not with the robot. They're taking our jobs. <laughs> uh, okay. But the reason why Ant here, let's get to rugby. Like that's, Let's do cool. it. And then yeah, at the end, we probably, we probably will talk about NCAA 23. We'll save that. Okay? Yeah, we got to call yeah, Wake yeah, them yeah. out at some yeah. point. <laughs> so... Ant, glad you're joining us. Uh, and again, too, it's funny. I feel like the first, I don't know, 12 episodes, your name always got brought up. Oh, yeah. Just because I feel like, yeah, rugby is a small enough circle. Everybody knows everybody. And I feel like everyone knows you from either high school, college. Now you're a coach. You did the assholes thing. Um, yeah. Do you want to get the rebuttals out? You want to get some grievances out? Well, Let's of, just get it all out first. I mean, I kind of felt like the neighbor in Home Improvement, where he's always <laughs> talked about, but you never <laughs> see his actual <laughs> face. Yep. So, I mean, this is I'm I'm coming at Tisdale, Kelsey, all all of them. I'm coming at. I'm looking for the Tisdale. <laughs> I, I would like to clarify. When Tisdale said I ran out of bounds in high school, I did not run out of bounds. Like any front row player in open space, I tripped over my own feet. So. <laughs> <laughs> over one. 
Overwatch. Hey, you know what? what? What's that make you then? At least I caught the ball, Phil. Oh. <laughs> the Go one on. time it gets recorded, ah, just I hate it. Now everybody's just associated to me with bad hands, but I guess in college I got stone hands. Yeah, so maybe I do have bad. Your hands. nickname in know. college was Stone Hands, Soft, soft Lips. lips. Yeah. What's the next one? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, we'll, we'll yeah, get okay. to it as we go. But no, it's great to be on here. I mean, what you guys are doing is really cool, and you know the the little stories. I mean, I text you almost every episode yep. with a random name drop that yeah. I haven't heard in ten years <laughs> that I forgot that person even existed, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh, that's really cool to you know hear about that person. Yeah, I feel like too as we've been doing this, it's like one we want to hear like you're doing a great job at Iowa State. You're building that yep. program. Not everybody in our state knows the work you're putting in and the success stories that you're having. Like if you follow the Iowa State Instagram, you can see in the last five years, you guys have gotten shit done and you've been building things. People don't know about it. We want to hear about that. But also, like you said, some of these little tiny stories, a name will pop up and it just unlocks all these memories. And if we don't share these stories, they'll just get lost to time as as they do. So it's fun to connect people to get those names out there to to get the people and yeah, your name is one of the names that <laughs> yeah, pops it does, up it does get because a lot. you are at so many things. You're at summer sevens every year. You've been with Iowa state for what? 30 years now. <laughs> well, I turned 30 this year. So, okay. So oh, 29. 29. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you're the head coach of Iowa state. Um, let's just start there with not how you got there. Cause that's cliche. But how'd you get roped into it, though? I kind of no. know that. No. No, because I mean, well, he's a current player, and I just kind of want to know how he got into that. Well, so here's how it happened. <laughs> so I moved to Minnesota right after college, um, moved back, and Matt Brotherton, who mm-hmm. you guys have everyone seen, it's the guy yeah. with the dog at every <laughs> Iowa State event yeah. for literally 30 years for him. He came to uh, our Wombats yeah. tournament. Yeah. He brought his dog. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> Came to watch all the forwards. Yep. <laughs> so he had taken over as the head coach for Malcolm Robertson, who had mm-hmm. been there for a dozen years or so. Yep. And Matt was the longtime assistant. So he had took over when I moved back into town. We went and got dinner and a couple beers. And he was like, hey, come help me coach this. Mm-hmm. So come into that first year helping him, the club was kind of at a crossroads mm-hmm. where our numbers were still in that low 20s, mm-hmm. which at the college level is just not sustainable. Right. Because, like, with what you guys are doing with Wombats, you're growing your numbers, but you can have those players until they're 50 years old. Right. It's not like, hey, three years from now, we have a, we have to recycle. Or yeah. We have to, like, start over. Yeah. And so that was – they were kind of at a crossroads. There were some really talented players on that team. Mm-hmm. There were also some guys that – we're coming out to impress chicks and get invited to parties. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. It's just when hard to build a program. Yeah, with hard to the, build the majority of those. Yeah, teams. yeah, yeah. So we we went the first game, uh, lost Iowa Central, and it had kind of come to a crossroads with the player leadership. You, being the head coach of a college job is a lot of work right. that people don't understand. The paperwork, the meetings with the university, all these things and the red tape bullshit you don't get paid for exactly yeah 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 yeah. i'm not putting an extension on my house yeah because of iowa state yeah i mean to be honest that's what's keeping me yeah from from that uh but so it had kind of reached a crossroad at that point and um before we played iowa which would have been our first league game of that season uh matt that Thursday, things had kind of started going sideways and we always play them on a friday night so before that game he pulls me, 
Malcolm, who had been the coach for forever, who was there as a fan, and Evan Sunday, who was there as the assistant dad, mm-hmm. booster, mm-hmm. all yeah. the above, mm-hmm. Evan. Yeah, 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 Evan. <laughs> and Matt's like, hey, guys, I'm stepping down as head coach. I want Ant to take it over. If anyone has an issue with that, say it now. And keep in mind, like, the guys are warming up at this point, and right. it's just like, oh, this is this is happening. <laughs> Couldn't have done that 12 hours yeah, sooner. Right? Yeah. Ooh. Oh, my God. So coach, we coached that game together, and – so keep in mind, I hadn't been involved with the program the year before. That mm-hmm. was the gap between when I was playing and coaching there. So they had got a little ambitious with their scheduling okay. um, for the out-of-conference. And we had Oklahoma coming up to us, mm. which at that point, Oklahoma was at the peak of their powers. They were in like the Red River mm-hmm. before they had, I think they had some sort of like trouble with the university because of some song singing. Yes. It was yeah. before that. So they still were almost like quasi-varsity. Yeah, and yeah. They, they had a really good relationship mm-hmm. with the football team because that was mm. still the Stoops era oh, yeah. of football. There. They had a little speedy guy. That's what I'm getting yes, to. Yes, Najee Basum. Yes, that's I exactly have, who I was talking about. Yep. I have never seen a human run as fast as that guy. Mm-hmm. But so we had, we had a week to mm-hmm. transition from Matt to me, and then we had Oklahoma coming to town. Really so, good spot. To yeah, at. it was. You can't get tougher than that. Yes. <laughs> and uh, I believe, yeah, that weekend, so we played Iowa that Friday night. That Saturday, I had tickets to a Cubs game. Mm-hmm. So me and Evan are in a bar in Wrigleyville, just sitting there like, what are we going to do? Yeah. Like, yeah. looking at writing names down that we have. How are we going to right. work this? Right. Um, so we made some changes with our attack and just some basic stuff and uh, went went from there. And we have Oklahoma coming up, and yeah. I thought it was not going to go the way it did. We So first 20 minutes is just back and forth, physical, their speed. And I tell the guys, do not kick it to that nausea. Yeah. Yeah. I was like. Just don't. Don't. Because he essentially was like he was their third down running back on their football. Right. Yeah. And like he was oh, like a Tyree. He was like a Tyree kill. Like he was probably what like five foot five, 160 pounds, but ran like a four three. Yes. I'm talking like one cut straight line speed yeah. like you would never see. Like he was tiny, but like he was so fast. Well, it was like kind of like that uh who they used to call the muscle hamster, like Maurice Jones Drew. Is that yeah. who that was? Yeah. No, Not no, like no, no, he no. had zero power. No, this oh, it was speed. Power. It was hundred oh, okay. percent speed. Yeah, speed. Okay, Danny Woodhead. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's a name. <laughs> but so right before halftime, of course we kick it to him <laughs> because Naturally. you know why not? kids why listen. Not? Yeah, yeah, they listen great. Let me kid get goes Sunday. <laughs> streaking. We didn't have him yet. Oh, he didn't okay. come till that next year mm. or that next semester. But kid goes streaking down the sideline. Yeah. I'm sitting in my head. I'm like, shit, instead of being up at halftime, now we're going to be down mm-hmm. and this is just going to snowball yep. at this point. Mm-hmm. Well, little Roby, Nathan Roby, you guys might know him. Yep. He plays yep. for the yep. Ducks now. Yep. yep. Makes a shoestring tackle at the goal line on him and drags him out of bounds. We ended up winning that game by like 40 points wow. at the what? end of it. Yeah, it was, it was just insane. So wow. that year... We lose to Mizzou, who ended up making the Final Four because we missed a conversion. Mm-hmm. Story wow. story of uh, all of our lives there. <laughs> yep. uh, um, but then the big goal was I wanted to add talent to the roster. And mm-hmm. not just talent, but 
numbers with the talent right. too mm-hmm. and really just went to work on that and got real lucky with the first recruiting class i mean you guys are familiar with one of them josh detar oh yeah uh, yeah. yeah and so like We're familiar with a lot of those guys yeah actually. we <laughs> that's yeah. the funny part we love detar yeah we do <laughs> as the starting scrum half for the wombats now and and when you say like this recruiting class it sounds like you were very intentional like you knew you had work to do what did that look like like how did you make this plan who did you reach out to and one thing i did notice was like i feel like you were one of the first teams that social media you oh, yeah. really used up. that a lot so how did you make your contacts first before posting about these <laughs> signings well uh in a previous life, I used to be a cold call salesman, so oh, yeah. uh, that line of work was not out of the question there. So that's how you're getting these kids from out of state, like just calling everybody. Well, and it's funny. So like Detar, I had coached at Ballard before Iowa State, yep. so I had connections with him, and I reached out to him almost day one. <laughs> Thanks, Phil. <laughs> almost uh, day one, I was like, hey, Detar, like, I want you to come play for me at Iowa State, and he just looked at me and all of Detar's glory and goes, you think I'm good enough to play in Iowa State? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, Detar, that's why I asked you. He goes, well, goddamn, looks like I'm going to Iowa State. <laughs> so got him and I was like, okay, this is, I don't know what this is yet, but yeah, this, yeah, is, yeah. this is a block. And then yeah. did we have the mullet during that time? No. Just, everyone just... listening, do yourself a favor and look up Josh Detar at high school. <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Yeah, it's, awesome. <laughs> it's great. But then, so um, Griff Huffman was a kid mm-hmm. out of Illinois who it was funny. His dad actually reached out to me and was like, hey, what's this program like? Like, mm-hmm. what would he be getting into if he came here? And I had really had to sell him that it wasn't just beer league softball, right. basically. Yep. Yeah. Um, and built a really great relationship with the whole family of him and got Griff, which was the second piece of that. Yeah. And then from there, Wyatt Grubb is the guy you coached yep. in high school. Yep. Dowling kid. Dowling kid. Found him. A couple other Ballard kids. And then Mark Murphy was the big one yep. um, out of Omaha. So they had a clinic that I went to. Oh, was that uh, uh, David? Uh, is it Sanat? No, it would have been uh, their JJ. Okay. Justin Johnson, yeah. Okay, gotcha. So he was putting it on, went out there. We had just got back from the Big 12 Sevens the night before. I got like three hours of sleep, drove out to Omaha, went there. One kid talked to me. Oof. There. It happened to be Mark, who... Who now plays for... Davenport. Yep. Yeah. He's yeah. graduated, and he's doing a grad year, and then going to transition into a GA nice. role cool. over there. But... Yeah, so it turned out probably the best player there we ended up getting, but right. it was still, still kind of humbling. You drive three hours and you have one, one kid, kid. Yeah. talk to you. That but that's tough. the thing. You you were doing things that other college coaches, other club college coaches weren't doing. You yeah. knew, like, if I'm going to change this culture, and not saying that the Iowa State culture or program was in a bad spot, but if you wanted to build and build a tradition of winning and win at a high level, you needed these athletes. Yeah. You got to go out and get them. Well, and that's the thing, like, no matter if your team's fantastic or terrible, it's a lot of work mm-hmm. coaching a team. Yeah. My thought was, I'm going to put in 20% more work and get 100% of the results mm-hmm. from it, where I'm going to be doing the work no matter what. Yeah. I, I want to make sure that we have talent there right. and we're building something. Right. And it's nice because, yeah, you have that starting point and there's some things you can't coach. Yep. You can't yeah. coach someone to be six foot four. Nope. You can't coach it's someone not. who has a good work ethic in the weight room. Yep. Those are things that if you can bring someone in, 
with a little experience and a good work ethic and they buy into what you're selling and then it kind of snowballs. And I feel like that's what we're starting to see now with Iowa State is that you got those cornerstones, you got those pieces to really build that vision. And then you're starting to put some wins together and you're starting to get the success. You're sending guys Mm -hmm. to these, uh, you know, premier sevens tryouts, MLR tryouts. Uh, You got guys playing high level club rugby. They're getting seen. They're getting selected. All conference status. You had some guys declare for the draft last year. You had some guys go to the rugby shield thing this year. Yes. Mm -hmm. We had three players there. Yeah. Awesome. So one of them, we'll get into it a little bit more when we talk about the roster, but Brandon yeah. Carnes, the prop, is yep. yeah, he's he's good. special. Yeah. Yep. And he's another kid. He's uh, Omaha, or not Omaha, Nebraska kid out of Sioux City. That whoa, I, whoa, whoa, There's more towns in Nebraska than just Omaha? <laughs> yeah, I guess. What? <laughs> it, it's a suburb. There's also yeah. Lincoln. Hey, there's yeah. also Lincoln. <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, the state of Omaha. But uh, yeah, <laughs> he's this kid that I found him when he was a junior, and he's just, uh, he's He's going to get mad at me when he hears this, but he knows it's true. <laughs> he was a fat eight man mm-hmm. that I was like, well, this kid can move. Yeah. yeah. But he's not an eight man right. at the next level. Mm. Let's bring you in at prop and we'll go from there and build it. Right. And I mean, he's just flourished. Well, if you have a prop who can move better than other props and has the mindset of an eight man, yeah. I'll take that guy over a regular old prop any day yeah. because that's like, they have that attacking mindset. They yeah. have that tackling mindset. They're not, like me, ball skills. Are probably, <laughs> yeah. I mean, the ball Just, skills are probably a little bit better too. You know, like, right? That's important, exactly. Because yeah. oh. wasn't he a U nineteen, U twenty, U twenty? Yep. Uh, selection. Where did he play? Like, what was that U twenty? So he went to Houston for a USA Rugby ID camp mm-hmm. after his sophomore season. Okay, oh. and then from there they brought him out to uh, Colorado and did mm-hmm. the whole U twenty thing. But mm-hmm. COVID unfortunately shut down their touring. Right. So Actually. went through all the practices and all that stuff, but yeah. COVID. Right. So he then um, transferred to Life University. So we did not have him last year Mm. and has since transferred back to Iowa State. Mm -hmm. So we'll have him. I know a couple teams are pretty interested in him in the draft, going with that draft and follow. So he would play for us this year. And then as soon as he gets his diploma, he would then go. So that is a thing. I said this on last last episode. So. They could. He's an underclassman. Yep. Not a senior. Let's say, I don't know, the Dallas Jackals, they decide to draft him. They get the rights to him. He would still play for you guys for one more year. And then he would go play for them after. Yeah, correct. So they would basically draft him. They have his rights until the midpoint of the season after his collegiate eligibility would be done. Gotcha. So in this case, he would go down there as soon as uh, the season our season ended. Gotcha. So like that. Okay. Nice. Wow. That's awesome. And that's cool too. And let's, I mean, while we're on it right now, let's talk about the other two guys that went down to that showcase as well. Yes. For the shield. Mark Murphy. Yeah. We talked about earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, He really developed over Mm -hmm. four years at Iowa state. Um, And what's his position again? uh, Eight man loose forward. He's probably a six at the next level. He played eight for us for a number of years, Mm -hmm. but I think he transitions more as a six mm-hmm. at the next level. And then Owen McGuffin, who's a really cool story. Uh, so he's a Hoover kid yep. from Des Moines. Um, actually, he showed up the week that I took over as head coach. And Travis Northway was just helping me mm-hmm. at practice. I looked at Travis. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that kid just does not leave. Yeah. We, we do not <laughs> let him out of our sights. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the kid that his freshman year, he was on B-side. Mm-hmm. His 
sophomore year, it was kind of in between like reserve mm-hmm. type player. Mm-hmm. His junior year, he started, but kind of struggled. And then his senior year, he just exploded on right. the scene. So it's a really cool to see someone get better over mm-hmm. the course of four years. Um, and I mean, he's, he's great. He was playing down in the Gilbronies Academy, practicing mm-hmm. with them nice. after he graduated in December and now just looking for his, you know, first real professional opportunity. That's amazing. Yeah. I remember seeing that picture of him in the Gilbronies and that's crazy too. Cause I feel like that Hoover group there, there's so many kids who played for Hoover in a short span that are all doing really, really they cool had like things. Seven D one players. Yeah. On that team. Well, and it's the same because like EA was one yeah. of them. Yep. Max Tenson is over in Thailand teaching. He played for you and I. Um, Ashton. Roby was one of them. Roby. Uh, Lucas Powley. Yeah. yeah. Like that team was insane. And we're probably yeah. missing people. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like that's seven dudes right there. Yeah. That all played high level yeah. college ball. Yeah. And were good yeah. too. That's insane. And to think, Phil. You, the talent is there. Yeah, when you yeah, coach yeah, yeah. Hoover, North Hoover, North Hoover, okay, that yeah. talent is there. It didn't go away. Like I'm they're gonna saying. look great in those pink and white jerseys. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can rock with this exactly, but those are their the colors. Color design. Was it? It's it still, the it still is. school colors. But those, those. That's literally what it is. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yeah. No, normally it's mm. like. But white. this is gonna be a club team, so yeah. it could make whatever you could do whatever you want. want. White is the main color, green is secondary, and then pink is the, the Tertiary. trim. Tertiary. Yeah, oh, Tertiary. still do Miami Vice style. Yeah, you could. Look at this. Cool. We've got them designing jerseys. Yeah. I'm not the designer guy. That's right. That's and great. Then, and then Kelsey can – she'll hook you up. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But going back to, to these guys, so of those three guys, um, two of them are going to be back this fall? Or one just will, one? One will just be one. back. Just yep. your prop. Yep, just the prop okay. will be back. Gotcha. But we've done so – if you look at our roster we had last year, mm-hmm. um, we got hit hard with the injury bug last year. Yeah, yeah. Between Carnes transferring at the end of camp, mm-hmm. so we thought we were going to have him and then mm-hmm. left after two-a-days. Um, our whole front row was out with injuries. Oof. Our back three was out with injuries. I mean, it just – and it just kind of trickled mm-hmm. as it went down. What was cool is we got a lot of guys' experience, yeah. right, which is right. – why I'm so excited about this year is mm-hmm. we've already played without these guys yeah. yep. before in one. Like when we played the third place match in the Heart of America last year, obviously the guys are disappointed that they weren't playing for the title. Mm. But we had so Griff Huffman and Mark Murphy both got hurt in that game. Mm. So in the uh, semifinal game, so we didn't have them that game. So the lineup we threw out there is everyone's back right. this year. And then, you know, going into sevens, we really only lose two to three starters. Wow. Yeah, that's amazing. And, like, that depth you said earlier, you know, a big part of this is you want athletes, you want guys to buy in, but you also want that depth because when you lose people, you know, you do need that next man in. And even though maybe someone's playing B-side, maybe someone's playing reserve, uh, maybe garbage time, but, like, they're still there because – they could go from I play maybe zero to seven minutes a game to now I'm an 80 minute starter because of two injuries happen. Yep, exactly. And if you don't have that depth, if you're a team that, oh, we're driving down to Oklahoma State with 18 guys, that's a shitty feeling. Oh, oh yeah, it's terrible. Dude, it is. And, and you can get by and win some games. You can you can get by with that, but you know it's not sustainable for the goals that you guys have. And 
And like I was saying earlier, the accomplishments you guys have had in the past five years, um, now's the time, you know, pump it up. What what are those things you, you posted on Instagram? Tell people, like, what is it these teams have accomplished while you're still building to that vision? Like, yeah, so the big thing was in 19, so before the COVID shutdown, we won the 15s conference with a clean sweep, full mm-hmm. points in every game, made it to the Elite Eight, lost a heartbreaker at the end of it. Is that Middle Tennessee State? No, that was UCF. UCF, okay. Yep, yep. Middle Tennessee was back in our playing game. Okay, okay, yeah, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> but so we lost, lost a heartbreaker there, but we also won the Sevens mm-hmm. uh, Conference Championship that year as well and went into the playoffs and we had the unfortunate thing of being in the pool of death yeah. where we had Linwood Belleville and Western Michigan. We lost uh, to them by like a combined eight points. They ended up playing each other for the title. God. as well yeah and like you don't want to be like oh that's uh what do they call it? a moral victory yeah like yeah. oh it feels good like what could have been it's like yeah but if we do beat those guys we're we're there yeah yeah like you're that close and then belleville doesn't even exist anymore yeah that's a crazy thing yeah, yeah. it's insane yeah. but so then we went into the covid year the next mm-hmm. year and we graduated a lot of guys mm-hmm. that year and we really had to learn a hard lesson of Having numbers is great, but you have to have the right people yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, one thing that I joke with the guys is, you know, if you have a good kid or a, a shithead kid, yeah. their friends are going to be the same. Mm-hmm. Everyone has athletic friends, mm-hmm. whether you're the nicest human in the world or the worst human. You have athletic friends. Why'd you point I, at me when you said that? <laughs> I like how you pointed at me you're like athlete. Yeah, you have the nicest friends. You pointed at me and then shitheads. You pointed at Phil. Yeah, and then I pointed at great for athletes too. <laughs> okay, well, well. but we we found that out where it's like you have these really high character kids. They might not be the best players. Yeah, we don't need twenty three superstars. No. Right, right, right. Yeah. That that's the biggest thing we had to learn was we didn't need twenty three superstars, but. You have these kids that are great kids who then they bring their friends who are also great kids, but they're a little better athletes. Yeah, you get some good recruits. And that's, guys, yeah. that's the kind of the secret sauce there. Yeah, something at you and I, we always said, we're like, recruit anybody. Doesn't matter what they look like athletically because you never know when like somebody, like their best friend could be the best athlete in the world who would fall in love with rugby. You never know unless you recruit everybody. Throw a big net. And just see what comes in. Well, yeah. And with college kids, you're always going to have attrition Mm -hmm. with it. So, I mean, obviously, if you get enough guys that are in a similar mold to each other as Mm -hmm. people, it's going to be much more sustainable than I need a wing that runs a four six forty, six foot eight lock. Yep. It's much easier to find similar people than similar players. Right. Is what we found. And it's like, I need good dudes and they need to have fun. Yeah, bring yeah. your friends like this is a place you want to be and we're having fun and so thinking of that of like your players you know we talked about the guys who went down uh to some of those high level comp or high level like camps and getting id'd for higher level opportunities the team you're bringing into this fall who are some guys you're looking forward to who are some guys who are going to step into the starting lineup for the first time and then who are some guys who are returning that are going to be your leaders who should we look for so brandon Carnes, obviously the prop mm-hmm. um we're expecting really big things nice. out of him this year. You know, not having him last year hurt us a lot, just losing that front row X factor. And then the injuries to the other two mm-hmm. really hurt there. 
but we've got probably six or seven guys in that front row that are competing for those three spots up there. Mm-hmm. So the front row between Brandon Carnes, John Ivan, I, I could go on and on. We've mm-hmm. got six or seven of them, like I said, that could compete there. I think that's going to be a strength of our team. Looking at the second row, we've got Alex Geyser, who's another guy who's on that cusp of age grade stuff at lock. Uh, Max Mum, who you guys have seen, he's another mm-hmm. Hoover guy. Yep. Imagine that. <laughs> Weird. Um, at locks, we've got a freshman coming in from De La Salle, uh, that they were the number one high school team in the country. Where is that? Wow. Where is that California. From? California. Yeah. Okay. Um, so he'll probably compete for some lock playing time early on. Um, loose forwards. We've got the Miller twins, the identical twins that nice. just like to smash in, uh, <laughs> smash, <laughs> smash in. That's about it. Um, and then Nolan LeBrec is a sophomore who, at eight man stepping in with Mark Murphy graduating really nice. high on him. He was pretty big get out of uh, Illinois had a really good freshman year kind of behind the scenes and expecting really big things out of him. I mean, that kid, Phil, you'd like him. He kind of plays <laughs> like you put Mentos and diet Coke and shake it up. Yeah. That's what his play style <laughs> <Nice>. is <laughs> where no one knows where it's going, but it's going somewhere. Uh, yeah. And then um, you go over to scrum half. That's going to be, Scrum half and inside center are going to be two big competitions for us. Um, at nine, losing Griff Huffman to graduation. We've got Aiden Lewis, who's been around mm. for three years, Bondurant yep. kid. Yep. Uh, he was Griff's primary backup last year. He started a couple games here or there. Um, and then Austin Schmidt, a Cedar Falls kid. His brother actually plays for you and I. Oh, Alex. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The guy who punched you. He punched me in the face. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It runs in the family. Yes. Full circle. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What are the odds? But then, so then those two will compete. Nick Baines is back at fly half. He's a yeah. third year sophomore. So should kind of take the reins. Mm-hmm. He kind of learned under Sunday his freshman year. Nice. And then last year was the full-time starter and hope he takes a leap. And then Wes Cummings is our captain. Um, he's good. Yeah, yeah, he is. That's, that's a name. If you watched any of your sevens in the CRCs and the, uh, the one before that with the, what was that? The national yeah, rugby. In Atlanta, the, yeah. Yeah. The USA rugby one, man. Announcers love him, but also, I mean, he's the guy breaking line. He's the guy scoring for you. He just, he's amazing, man. He, he does everything. Yeah. I mean, he's one of those guys that if he was a couple inches taller, I think would be on everyone's radar, but right. I mean, we're really, really thankful that we have him. Right. 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 Um, <laughs> it's one of those things too. You, you've got players that it's like, you're happy to have them, and you're like, man, you're good enough to play at the next level. But maybe some like some things that God given are against you. That's the that's the reason you're here, and you're not maybe at a varsity like program, or, or, like or that, you're yeah. not already in a pro academy program yeah. because because of those things. Where it's like, I'm I'm really happy to have you, but man, if you were two inches taller, you'd be the perfect recruit for Team USA. But yeah, uh, and I mean, Wes is the type of guy he plays fullback, but yeah, the dude is in. Rucks, he's one of yeah. our best jacklers. I mean, mm-hmm. he's just all over the place. Mm-hmm. And then his running mates in the back three, Tyler Cahill and Rowan Collins, are both burners. That the three mm-hmm. of them have Tyler Cahill. That was another name of uh someone in sevens. He did a lot yeah. too for yeah, you. Yeah, and he too, was he? so him and Rowan were actually banged up the entire postseason. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So they were both lower leg injuries mm-hmm. and maybe 70%, but they, I mean, they both played very, very hard right. for us. So, you know, having those three back there is going to be huge for us this year. And I think Wes stepping into that formal leadership role mm-hmm. is, I mean, it's, 
position made for him. I mean, he's just a great kid. Nice. And, you know, looking at these players, you you bring a lot back, but you have these new players coming in. Mm-hmm. Um, your first match coming up, you are at home on August 27th against Iowa Central. How do you feel that these boys in these new roles and these new leaders that you have, how do you think they're going to do in that home match? Iowa Central, that's kind of like a new um, rivalry ever since they came about. You always made sure to have them on the schedule. That's your only non-conference game. Um, why do you put that as your preseason game? And then what do you want from that going into conference play? So the big thing like I'm very passionate about is playing them the first game of the year because it shows us all of our warts right mm-hmm. away. I mean, we could do the you know D1 football model and play Northwest Some Alaska yeah. Technical College. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if we play them, we know what our weaknesses are right. right away. And it doesn't hurt you either. No, it doesn't hurt us at all. You lose, If you lose that match, you learn from it yep. and you get better from it. Yeah, no matter what the scoreline is, we're going to know what we're doing that works and is transferable no matter who we're playing. Right. And also where our weaknesses are because yep. you know you guys have been in rugby long enough anyone listening has been in rugby long enough that preseason you're like oh we're gonna be stacked we've got this guy this guy this guy and then they play their first game and it's like oh he can't kick or yeah. oh his left-hand pass is atrocious or he didn't progress the way we thought he did yeah yeah like we thought oh a year of seasoning oh it's gonna be great and you also i think what's nice most clubs in college week one is a conference match. Yep. yep. It matters. So it is nice to have this where hey, if you make some mistakes, you you move on. You learn from it, you live on and uh well cuz that brings us into our Iowa game, yes. which is Ooh, yeah. Our conference opener plus it's the second game of the season and it is in Iowa City. It's in Iowa City. Is the, that the same weekend as the, Iowa Iowa State? Yep, so every year for I mean the 29 Wait. years as you said I've yeah. been with Iowa State. <laughs> uh, What's the date on that game again? The 10th, I believe. The 9th. 9th. Oh, the 9th. Because okay. you do it Friday night. Yeah, we do Friday it Friday night. night. Okay. Yep. And, I mean, that game, for as long as I've been around, you kind of throw the records out the window. I oh, mean, yeah. I was uh, I was the AR last year in Ames. Yeah. And I got yelled at by <laughs> some coaches. Yeah, we talked about that. And <laughs> some, some people. And, yeah, uh, I mean, I just – I could never be a coach that would yell at a referee. I've just never – Yeah, it wasn't from you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was right in front of the Iowa bench, and – and there was a pretty blatant knock on that got missed, and my walkie wasn't working, and and communication broke down, but it still worked itself out. It was, but that also speaks to the level of intensity of that match because that match was, I'm pretty sure, a one score game. Yeah, I or, think we were we had two possessions at the end, and they scored yeah. at the buzzer. But yeah, it yeah. was a very tight game, and I yes. mean, it was physical. It and, was back and forth, and you could tell. Everybody wanted it. You know, there's always that lame expression of like, oh, we wanted it more. They wanted everybody who was on that field, they they left everything out there. Mm. Well, in Iowa's record last year is a little misleading because mm-hmm. they had the injury ball yeah. bad. Yes. Yeah. And when we played them, they had everyone. Until halftime, their fly half. Yeah, or... their scrum half. Scrum half. Yeah, tapped and ran right in front of the Miller. Time twins. was expired. It was like last play. And he tapped and he went and he went sideways right in front of all of our loose forwards. And, and very unlucky and a very bad break. Yeah. And, and we talked to Tyler about that injury too. And like, it couldn't have happened to like a better kid. Like, I mean, just a good human yeah. being and, yeah. and, and just unlucky, you know? Yeah. And that speaks to, again, like we said, he wanted to do whatever he could do yeah. 
They were inside the 40 attacking. They were inside the five. I think it, he tapped was it, it really? at like the five. Yeah. Oh, man, I thought it was further out. And I thought it was more of like, hey, we can go quick. There's yeah. space out here. Um, and then we ran out of daylight because of that, too, because yeah. it was supposed to be a B-side match. Because, it, I mean, people were getting hurt because, I mean, it was a – not nothing dirty, but it was a fist fight. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It yeah. was it was a straight-up bar fight on a rugby field. And, yep. I mean, the fans were incredible. Yeah, every year they are. I mean, it's what you expect. Iowa, Iowa State, big rivalry. Yeah, yeah and it's always you know we kind of joke. You guys were joking about toys for tots. How people come out of the woodwork. You go yeah. that game. There's just people that you haven't even thought about in years that yeah. are on the sideline, and it's like, oh, it's cool to see this person. Out of all the matches I was at last fall, there was more fans at that game than any other game I'd been to. Yeah, it's it's always a great game. So you know that's one that. You, you always circle it on your schedule because yep. you, you know you know yeah. it's going to be fun. Yeah. yeah. You know, circling it on a schedule, though, we should try to get that week, get you and Daly in here. I mean, like at the same time, though. At the same that's time. That's like that one song by Future. Which one? Two bad bitches at the same <laughs> damn time. That's what we'll play before they come in. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, but no, I for real, like that would good. be that would I be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, I think that'd be really fun. And we'll just break it up into two parts. We'll do a part one, part two. The, the whole the whole week is for them. Yeah, because it'll be six hours. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Honestly, I me and Daly have had some fun together over yeah, the years. Exactly. Oh, and I think that's something too that when you look at the Iowa program, you look at the Iowa State program. Um, you know, it's for me and Phil. We have no dog in the fight. And I look at both your programs. And I speak highly of both. Yeah. And it's it really is not because you're sitting in front of me or because Tyler sat in front of us. Yeah, it's not just because we know it, you guys on a personal level. Yeah. It's just it's a toss up for me because I feel like both of you are getting creative in how you recruit players, yeah. how you retain players, how you coach players, and how you look at the team in a in a way of like, I don't want to just be a coach and I'm yeah. just a person that's here so it exists. I want to push it forward. Mm-hmm. And Tyler and you. You have different styles, but you're very similar in the passion part of it. And then the the fact is the product on the field is your clubs are like almost identical in a sense of like on the up and up and looking to continue to grow. Well, and I think a lot of that too is like we both took over programs that even like when Malcolm mm-hmm. was at Iowa State and Jim Lloyd was at Iowa. Mm-hmm. I mean, they it was the same standard and we were just able to put our fingerprints Yep. on that mm-hmm. and like you look at Jim Lloyd like Jim Lloyd's one of my closest mm-hmm. friends and mentors mm-hmm. in it when he got inducted into the Iowa Rugby Hall of Fame he had me do his induction speech that's so pretty, that's pretty wild that's <laughs> why like the programs look similar is because you have you know Jim's fingerprints mm-hmm. on it and yeah. Malcolm kind of wrote that book how to be successful at the D1 level so yeah. Tyler's stolen some stuff he did yep and so that that's why they look very similar yeah I mean we're both different people but right yeah so we have our different flares but yeah it's they look similar and that's what's like it's cool you guys are in the same conference because we get to see you guys play each other twice per year um per fall and it's a very fun matchup but at the same time there's part of me that's like ah both of you could win the conference both of you could make waves so i just 
hope there's like a way for an at-large bid or something because right. i just well i mean i think with the way the heart of america is going to look this year i think there's a very high chance that right. minimum two teams get into the postseason i hope so if not they sneak a third one in there that'd be cool yeah. i mean you look at it so if you look at like the top eight teams in the heart of america mm -hmm. minnesota's at the crc this year yeah yep. iowa has had success and they've been building on stuff and i i honestly think they would probably have competed for the heart of america last year if they hadn't had injuries yeah men or nebraska's coming off a final four mm. appearance in sevens yeah iowa state's coming off a final four appearance in sevens mm -hmm. ku was the national runners up in 15. uh mizzou dominated club rugby for mm. 15 years yeah kansas state has produced eagles yep uh, arkansas was just in the postseason like two years ago in d1a talk mm. about truman state <laughs> well, Truman State's coached by Bill Sexton, who's our commissioner too, and okay. they like two thousand, like the early two thousands to early two thousand tens. They were like an elite eight final four. Right, 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 right. It's is it just hard because they it's a smaller campus. That, that's the big thing. Yeah. I mean, it's just tough. There's not really high school rugby around mm -hmm. them, and with everyone, everyone else is getting these kids that have played two to four years right. of high school rugby. You're just not getting that yeah. at Truman State, and, and it's like. No offense to those guys. It's just the way the game has evolved mm. has not benefited them. No. Like they were able to get some dogs early on and, yeah. and in the early 2000s. So like it worked for them yeah. where now it's like the game has changed and like the youth programs, like you said, have changed. Um, also looking at, yeah, uh, Sean Lindersmith at Minnesota. That's another one. I don't know him personally, but just following what they do on social media Minnesota is another one of those programs that reminds me of an Iowa and an Iowa State. And then, like you said, Kansas was the national champion runner-up in 15s. Yeah. Like, that that's insane to think, like, and Kansas is a team that, like, in my brain, Iowa and Iowa State should be. Like, yeah. because in, like, a few years past, like, that was a team, you guys. Oh, yeah. but So, they've really benefited from the Kansas City areas you oh, okay. develop oh, yeah. the blues they, they get a lot of the like junior that. blues and then st thomas aquinas is another one that gotcha. we recruit pretty that makes heavily a lot of sense now yeah so okay. i mean they're pulling kids in that you know you guys have talked about the era stuff on other podcasts yeah. Yeah. uh previously they get a lot of those kids okay um from that program mm -hmm. so that's really accelerated their timeline and andy stewart does an incredible job there but yeah like you're saying about snacks i mean mm -hmm. it's similar like it looks different than me and Tyler, mm -hmm. but he has success right. with it. I mean, he does right. things his own way and right, wrong, or indifferent, it's working for him. Yeah. No, and that's that's what's tough too. We were we were talking um about some other conferences like the Big Ten, mm -hmm. where it's like even if you finish in the bottom half of that conference, you can't really get too mad about it because it's like there's some good programs. Yeah. I know you want to win the North, but at the same time, you you look at these other programs, and it's like they're great. Oh yeah, there's there's a very real chance that a team that made a Final Four last year gets fourth place in yeah. in the heart of American North. Yeah, that's yeah, that's wild. And like, and that's the thing too. We haven't even moved into um, you know after you play that Iowa match, you have your first home conference match. Uh, you have a bye week, and then you have Minnesota at home. Then you have Iowa at home, Nebraska at home, and then your last two matches are Minnesota away, Nebraska away. So you don't play Truman State 
Are they out? So for... what they are doing this year is a rebuilding project. Okay. okay. So they're going to play our second side a couple times okay. in Iowa's second side and get some games there. They just got to rebuild. I mean, COVID yep, yep. hit them. Yeah. Hit hard everyone enough. hard, right. but proportionally when you're in a smaller pool to start out with. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just, it's, it's tough for them. Bill does a great job mm-hmm. down there. It's just, they need two years of yeah. rebuilding or so. Get the guys, build some confidence, and then yeah. get some get some structure. Teach the game to some new people. It's not and, the worst plan. Yeah. Well, and like you got to adapt and survive, and and that's the thing. Sometimes teams like we just have to throw a team out there just because we have to be out there, and yeah, it's like it's not that's not the way to develop a team. Yeah, it's like no, you don't. Like do what's best for your team, and that's that's cool that they actually have the foresight to be like yeah. we're not going to be hardos. Like I don't care if we have. 16 guys we're playing and it's like yeah. does that really build a team no no because all it does is you get that one athlete mm-hmm. and then they're like well i'm not gonna come lose by 60 yeah every week like fun. no one enjoys that no yeah and like no one from the other team enjoys yeah that. you no. you want to have good physical matches um before you get into whatever you're going for next mr gray i was curious what's that uh that home match for iowa state against iowa in ames uh, october 1st october 1st don't we have a bye week that week? You do. Yes, we, we do. do. Mm. That's come up in a while. Is yeah. that going to be on a Friday as well? As no, that'll Friday? be a Saturday. That's a Saturday? Hmm. Mm. Interesting. Maybe we do a little road trip. We might have to. That 40-minute drive. It's, it's a tough one. <laughs> it's a tough one. Yeah. 40 minutes. I, I don't even know if it's 40. Only it make it four times a week. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, yeah, I'll definitely come up and watch that one. Oh, yeah. Um, no, where I was going to go, though, Phil... Uh, and maybe we're, this might be controversial. Ooh, this might be the. I like, like a nice little hot yeah, take. This is gonna hot be. Take? This is gonna get spicy because you seem like a Heart of America Conference guy through and through. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I just saw your phone light up because you have a tattoo appointment to get the conference logo tattoos. <laughs> if we can get it um, in higher resolution than 480p, like <laughs> <it really laughs> is. But we talked with Joey Rasmus, the commissioner of the Big Ten. And we also kind of just saw that they have a, they released their schedule and Iowa and Minnesota and Nebraska have some non-conference games against some big 10 teams. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that they said anything. There's been, there's been no foul play. I'm just speculating, but it seems like the big 10 is trying to grow their conference and they're trying to get some of those big 10 names back into big 10 rugby. Do you feel that – have you felt that Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska might make a jump? Uh, so, has there been talks of that? Like what's what's the plan? So one of the big things that's helped the heart of America the last couple of years not only survive COVID but come out stronger. I mean we added Minnesota and Arkansas during yeah. COVID. Two very strong clubs. Yes, yeah. and the reason part of that is we – every other Monday we have a Zoom call where it's all the coaches oh, from wow. the conference and we're going through stuff. So there's a lot of camaraderie there. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't blame the Big Ten for yeah. trying to poach it. I mean, if you just yeah. look on paper at the teams we have, yeah. they're they're attractive teams. Those yeah. those are three good clubs. Like yeah. any conference would want. Yeah, to have that. and I mean, I I don't think it's ridiculous if you know the shoe is on the other hand. Yeah, we'd love to add Wisconsin or some yeah. of those yeah. other clubs. Yeah. I think the travel is a real issue that no one wants to talk about in college rugby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the way they have it set up, though, like, because we had discussed this in the last episode, like, they have it set up so it's not quite as challenging for them. 
Mm-hmm. So, because they split they, it where they yeah. they only have three yeah conference three conference matches, matches. they have it split up east and west. It's yeah. insane. So like it's in and the they back don't play half. each other multiple times either. It's just they play each other once and then mm-hmm. basically the rest of the schedule is a free for all. So you schedule matches against other teams like whoever you see fit to help benefit your club. Yeah. So I mean. Yeah, I, I see what they're doing there with mm. that. The thing is, when you play that crossover, so let's say you win your three. Yeah. You're driving 10 hours. The the final. Final is, so is, the, a, is a trip. They I didn't I didn't mention this in the last episode. The Big Ten final is played at Notre Dame. Oh. Why does Notre Dame? So, like, they just got added to the Big Ten, but they get to host the championship. technically of the teams that are in there because – Iowa, Nebraska, and Minnesota aren't in there. Yeah, Notre Dame is technically the, the most, most central, central location. Oh, that's why. Okay. Yeah. So you look at someone like Minnesota uh-huh. or uh, Nebraska. That's 10, 12 hours oh, yeah. to get there. Well, from northern Iowa to Columbus, Ohio was thirteen. I remember making yeah. that drive. I was not part of that. Thank God. Yeah, that we time. had to go to Bowling Green, Ohio uh, for a playoff game, and that was yeah. yeah. I mean, you you do have. I mean. The Iowa, Iowa State, Minnesota, Nebraska, it reminds me of that big West-West yep. from back in the day. You know? Well, and that's what we kind of built it. When those teams got added, we built because of that. But our conference is set up more like the old like Big 8 from back in the yep. day. Yep. And so all these teams are, you know, three hours away from each other, which – That's not bad. Not terrible because right. who else are you going to play mm, in right. the Midwest? Like – we laugh about these teams on the East Coast and other places. We're like, oh, God, we have a road game. It's 90 minutes away. Oh, big right. travel <laughs> weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, like, and especially, too, like, when you get to Nebraska or the Colorados and the – like, those yeah. dudes, they got to travel Dude. so far. Oh, yeah. It's insane. And Missouri, Arkansas, yeah. like, those are some clubs, too, that, I mean, oh, I feel please. like yeah. Iowa State, Minnesota, Nebraska, that's, that's a really nice – I feel like, really, you could add, you know, Illinois, Wisconsin – yeah. Those were two clubs that were also in the Midwest West. Yep. Wisconsin Stout was there. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, yeah, yeah, I mean, you have that old conference, you and I. Do you okay? So here's the thing, too. Because I I I've thought about this ever since you know I played D1AA in the Midwest West. And then when that blew up because of the Big Ten, Northern Iowa moved to the Northern Lights in D2. Now they're in the will. Do you think? The heart of America would take a team like Northern Iowa? I think eventually they would. I think the big thing is, and this is no slight at you and I, it's just the truth of the matter is when you go from D2 to D1 AA, Mm -hmm. it's a big jump with the week-in, week-out opponents. You're not having the game where the team calls you 45 minutes before kickoff, hey, we've only got 13 people in Chalk that one up for a W. Or you play it and you win by 97. Yeah, that's just, yeah, that's that's just not just happening at right. this level. I mean, with yeah. the way college rugby is going is you have D1A where the top 10 or t- mm-hmm. so teams are so much further ahead than everyone right. else. But team 11 through whatever there in the top 25 to top it's like 40. It's a coin toss. It's a coin toss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I, I, I think they would fit geographically mm-hmm. in place. How I think it would be a tough ask on short notice but i think if they keep building the way they are i think it's a natural fit for them because i i just look at it as like there are some weeks where you know they win by 70 they win by 80 and then they'll have a close match against like illinois state yeah against loyola but then they play 
University of Illinois, Chicago win by 100. They play Northwestern. Northwestern has fallen off hard. Uh, the Big Ten said something about adding Northwestern. I'm like, they they they're terrible right now. And like, no offense, to those guys they they just fell off. I yeah. mean, that's a hard school to get into their academics. So you're probably not getting into this high academic school and then be like, I'm gonna go play club rugby. Like, yeah, that's kind of a hard they're just ass. Not doing yeah, that. yeah. Like they just don't have the the resources or structure. But I've just always kind of thought like, man. There's something about being the smaller school. So I understand where Truman State's coming from, where you're a smaller school, you're Northern Iowa, but you're playing against the Nebraskas, the Minnesotas, the Iowa, Iowa States of the world. That's cooler than being like, oh, I played against Bemidji State, Winona State, uh, Duluth, you know, people, Platteville. Yes, the alphabet soup schools. Exactly. And you just... We know them, and there's good people there, but there's just something about when you just are like, I'm playing against Iowa. I'm playing against Iowa State. And, you know, the football teams rarely play against them. Yeah. You know, so it, I, there's part of me that's like, God, I'd love to see Northern Iowa get back to D1AA. And you guys were good when you were there. Yeah. Like, when was... we played against each other in college, you guys were just as good because yeah. you would just – come from that D1 double A where mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. knew what it took to grind right. every single week. Because we, yeah, we competed week in, week out with Minnesota, Wisconsin, Iowa, Iowa State. And those were fun. That was, those were fun seasons. Oh, yeah. And then we go down to D2 and we're beating teams by a hundred and we're like, Man. and then we went through this weird period where it's like, and I'm just looking at the roster that they're building. And it's like, could just heart of America, if, and that's a, that's the thing. If Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska stay, it makes sense. If Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska move to the Big Ten, Heart of America might need to pull some people yeah. in to get those numbers up. I don't know. It's yeah. it's interesting. Yeah, and when we joined, we were the outlier mm-hmm. geographically. Yeah, yeah, because everyone was so far south. Yeah, right? it was – I think KU was our closest game. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just over the last five years, we've added those teams, which mm-hmm. has made – uh, like everyone hated coming to Ames because it was 20 degrees colder. And <laughs> four hours. That's a, good, that's a good advantage, though. Well, Shit. that's what these teams want to play us in February. It's like we have been practicing on carpet for two weeks. We have oh, not man. been outside. We are not going to play a qualifying match. Dude, does uh, Iowa still do the bubble like games? Yes, we haven't participated I in it in a couple of years because it's not really a. Tyler's not really running it. Which, oh, gotcha. Yeah, it's just it's a little different. It doesn't fit with what we're I was gonna say, kind of our was, timeline. With stuff. Was, who, who are you supposed to, or how would you host a match in February in Iowa? That's, That's impossible. <laughs> but like Lawrence, Kansas, Fayetteville, yeah. Arkansas, you can do that because yeah. it's sixty-five degrees. It's not up here, so it make it makes it tough. Yeah, I mean we played. Uh, Nebraska and Truman in the preseason this year, and it was so cold. No, like no. in I think it was March, and thankfully Akuma sent us the wrong jackets. They sent us winter <laughs> coats instead oh, of like perfect. warm up tops, <laughs> so it worked out great. Yeah, really. But, wow. I mean, this year it didn't get warm until May. Yeah, and then it was a hundred degrees. Well, that one match that you sent some Iowa State guys to play us because that was like. That was the April. end of April, yeah. Yeah, and that was actually kind of nice. I yeah, think, I think that might be as shit. I remember that week we had to cancel a practice because it was sleeting and you couldn't see across the field. <laughs> Jeez, how's Iowa well, weather, dude? Well, just... home field advantage. Yeah, yeah. Your your game in August will be a hundred degrees, and by the time you're getting to the end of the season, you might have snow on the ground. Who knows what's going to be <laughs> on the ground? God, oh man. 
So, Ant, we went through the schedule, went through your roster here. Uh, what are some predictions? I mean, I know, like, as a coach, you can't just go guns blazing. But, like, what are some things we should look forward to? And, like, what what is your goal for this season for the boys? Well, this year, is, it's going to be a fun year just because we've had these guys that have been building during COVID. They were the young guys. And then they kind of arrived a year earlier than mm-hmm. we thought they were going to with the Final Four run last year. And now they're all back. They're adults now. I mean, mm-hmm. they've this core has been together for three years now. And I, you know, you don't want to throw wild expectations out there, but they should compete this year. Mm-hmm. What every game they're in, they should compete. Mm-hmm. Whether that's the first game or the last game of the season, mm-hmm. that's the goal. And we'll see where that those chips lie. Right. And you know, it's exciting. One of my biggest goals with Iowa State was giving local kids in Iowa a four-year opportunity or four-year school where they can have every opportunity every other mm-hmm. varsity program in the mm-hmm. country has. Right. You know, this year just seeing the guys be able to take advantage of those opportunities is something that I'm really looking forward to this year. Mm-hmm. And that's something I, I love too that you have said this on social media, you've said it in person, and it's not just hyperbole, it's not just words. It's a commitment to future players, and you've you've done it. You you bust your ass with the fundraising to get your guys in these high level tournaments to be on the Peacock Network to be on um, whatever the, was it on Flow Rugby? No, CBS Sports. Network. Oh, it was on yeah. CBS yeah. Sports Network. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. even um, better. Yeah. yeah, and like you, you're getting them these opportunities to be seen at a high level, and it's quote unquote still just a club. But it's not a club experience. It's more than a club experience. And that's why you're getting these guys and you're having the success. And I just think, you know, if you were to give a pitch right now, or if I was going to give a pitch for Iowa State right now, it's like you are 100% honest of this is our goal. This is how we're going to do it. This is what you're going to get out of it. And you followed through with it. So if you were, if you had a high school coach or high school player listening, what would be your pitch to them why Iowa State should be for them? Why should they choose their adventure? Well, I'll go give Kobe this uh, recruiting pitch here in a second. <laughs> He's uh, already committed to you and I. So. <laughs> NIL money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to get him some Pampers money. <laughs> <There we go. laughs> but no, the, the big thing is like you only get four years to be in college. And what I tell kids all the well, Five. 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 Yeah. Five. That's why we're here in a garage on a well, Sunday night. I, I was actually redshirted. Um, that's why I was there for five years. Yeah. All of us just redshirted. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. you, you only get so much time to do it. And yeah. when, when I talk to a kid, like, I want to make sure Iowa State is a school they want to go to if they blow their knee out the first practice right. and can never play again. Mm. That's the big thing is because it's such it's the biggest financial commitment they'll ever make besides buying a house mm-hmm. is where they're going to go to college. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure it makes sense for them. Right. Where you know, we have a kid from out of state where it's going to cost them an arm and like I don't necessarily want them coming to Iowa State unless they're going to get that return right. on investment there. So with that, you know, when I'm talking to kids like I, I'm I don't have a quota with mm-hmm. admissions where it's they're like, "Hey coach, you need to get 15 kids in here right or we're cutting your program so if i'm getting to know a kid and spending it's because there's a match there Mm -hmm. and it it fits what we do what they do and where they want to go so with that said now you can go to a power five school you get you know you can go to jack trice stadium you can go to hilton and watch games 
you can go to the you know parties and all that stuff mm-hmm. you can also play a high level sport mm-hmm. too mm-hmm. and at the end of the day you're going to walk out with a degree that says iowa state university mm-hmm. and it's nothing against other colleges but that name on that degree matters mm-hmm. and while you're doing it you know you can play on nbc you can play on cbs sportsnet we got eliminated in sevens by the national champions in Cutstown. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. when we were playing, the idea of a team from Iowa playing Cutstown and not just getting laughed out of the stadium yeah, right. would be unheard of right. back in the day. Yeah. So those opportunities are there and they're very real, mm-hmm. but they don't happen unless we have, have people helping feed our funnel mm-hmm. with it. And we'll, we'll feed guys back. You guys have Iowa State guys on the Wombats. Oh, Des Moines yeah. has, um, you know, this summer at Toys for Tots, I was laughing. You have Altoff and Roby playing for the Ducks. You have mm-hmm. guys scattered all over the state now mm-hmm. in really this region. Um, and we're doing the work to build them. We just need the support. And mm-hmm. if high school kids can believe in the vision of, hey, I'm going to give you 200%. I need you to give me 200%. Yeah. And then we can be tight when you graduate. Yep. That That's the thing, like, my coaching style is not for everyone. Mm-hmm. I, I'm very demanding of guys off the field, mm-hmm. but that's because I'm also going 100% with it. So right. if you have a guy that wants those opportunities, wants to have the extracurriculars, Iowa State's the place to go right. with it. And, I mean, the results have speak for themselves. Right. And it's, I think that's that's what I mean. Like, I just – I see you do this this little program on social media, like on Instagram, where you're like, hey, this was our goal. I'm going to show you the results. Yeah. Like we said we were going to do this. Here's the proof. Here's the all-conference. Here's the All-Americans. Here's the people at the MLR showcase. Like here's the conference 15s and 7s titles. Here's the national bids. Like it's not just, you know, hey, we're going to do – like you're seeing it. And then again, for us, you know, as guys who are in the senior men's side, there's a place, you know, not everyone's going to make it to that next level past college – you can get a career in the Des Moines area. You can play for the Wombats. You can play for Des Moines. You can work in Iowa City, wherever you end up, and they give back to the game. And then, mm-hmm. you know, guys are going to coach, and it just feeds into itself. So, yeah, and that's and that's why, too, like I love having you on and to talk through this is just that, you know, I believe in it because I see it. Well, right. and that's the thing. Like a couple of years ago, you might have been there. We were at the high school coaches banquet when I was still coaching high school, and it was mm-hmm. right when I – first got on at Iowa state coaching. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember who I told, but I was like, I want to make it like the organ of college rugby. We'll mm-hmm. have fun uniforms. Mm-hmm. We'll have yeah. cool oh, kit. time out real quick. The fact that you put Navy blue back in the uniforms oh, yeah. and you're using the old cyclone logo yeah. makes me so happy. Well, we like, got it. We've got a cool one. I'll, I'll show you after this. I love the fact I miss like the Lane Danielson era football Seneca Wallace where they put the uh, Navy yeah. the little Navy strip and the old and the fact that you guys are like oh football's not gonna use it fuck it rugby's <laughs> gonna use it I love it <laughs> well, and then kids like that too yeah and we play a fun style of offense you get all the other things but someone just laughed at me they're like you just can't do that at Iowa State like no one's gonna believe in that vision mm-hmm. like the best kids from Iowa we're gonna send them to Lindenwood we're going to get our pats on the back on mm-hmm. social media and everyone's going to talk about how great this kid was in high school. Mm-hmm. Then you never see the kid again. Yep. Yeah. I mean that you're, you're taking like what's happened. Like people are building stuff in high school in Iowa and then they go to an Iowa, Iowa state, you and I, 
and then we're keeping that talent in the state. And it's just, there are going to be a few that go out, but you still have guys who can go to Iowa State and still compete for a spot at a Eagles camp. Yeah. An ID camp for MLR. And they don't, maybe 10 years ago, five years ago, the thought was, you're only going to get seen for higher level rugby if you go to a life or a yep. Lindenwood. Yeah. But you have created a pathway that wasn't there. And that's the thing, too. Hats off to you for not listening to that person being like, shit, maybe they're right. You, you're like, no, fuck you. I'm, I'm doing this. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, gonna I mean, they're going to fail miserably or it's going to happen. Like, yeah. those were the only yeah, yeah, yeah. options there. And it's just, you know, that success isn't mm-hmm. just for the ordained couple yeah. people. Yeah. And that's what, you know, drove me nuts mm-hmm. when I was playing and, you know, as a high school coach and everything, you know, there's a lot of egos in these game in this game, yeah. but giving them an option was, is huge. Cause now the high school kids are like, Oh, I can go a half hour up the road and get almost a hundred percent of the same opportunities. Mm-hmm. I'm at least going to look at that. And some of those kids like, I was going to go there anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Like I wanted to go to Iowa state anyways, and rugby is an option. It's not like, Oh, do I risk it at life and maybe never see the field, but I might have a chance to maybe do something or Iowa State, I will definitely see the field and I will definitely grow as a player. And I wanted to be there anyways because I get the education you actually wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, so, I mean, big. yeah, that's that's huge. And so, yeah, well done. Thanks, man. <laughs> no, I just don't think there's anybody better. Like, hey, we're going <laughs> to snip this and play it at you and I old boys weekend. So oh, hell Cope, no. So Cope can uh, lose what's left of his hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, he wasn't there this past weekend at Alumni Weekend, so I don't know. Soft. Well, nah, it, it was a schedule issue, but you know, maybe he's a little soft. I don't know. Maybe no, I, we love you, Cope. I yeah, we, we love you, Cope. <laughs> Iowa State didn't have a schedule issue. No, I'm. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mean you and I? We had our schedule. Yeah. I sent that to you immediately. I know. And like... you can make it your phone's background. I won't, but I could. <laughs> you could. But you have that option. Yeah, have you that have option. that option. Oh, yeah. Well, Ant, thank you so much for taking time with us. Uh, again, we want to have you on with Daly before yep. you guys play in that first match against each other. It's another one of those situations where we could talk for hours, yeah. Yeah. I feel like. Yeah, and I just – I don't know. I'm, I'm really excited for what you guys are going to do. Yeah. I just – you're building a good program. you got good people, and you – I think the biggest thing is the fact that, like, you said you were going to do something, and you're doing it. Yeah. And you're doing it your way, and I just – I'm really happy about that because I just feel like in Iowa rugby, it just – it helps grow the men's game, which helps grow the high school game because yep. the more people yep. coach. And it just feeds into itself, and, and you're part of that wheel. And, and yeah, just appreciate it, man. I appreciate you sharing your stories, and I know we've got a lot more. Oh, yeah. A lot more <laughs> to share. I think the next one when we have – if we can get both of them on the same time, it's going to have to be some some form of extravaganza. Just oh like yeah! Oh, we, we can get some ideas. The oh, four of us dude. put our heads together. Yeah, but yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. I, I look forward to recruiting Phil's players at uh, North Hoover <laughs> this year. Yeah, yep. I mean, I'll send you we'll, some good ones. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep that pipeline going. I might be a little biased and might push him in a slightly different direction. Maybe a team with some purple and gold. But you know, yeah, that's that's fine. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Well, hey, um, yeah, good luck this fall, brother, and we'll yeah. talk soon. Perfect. Thanks, guys. That ain't frying character, I tell you what. What a guy. He's a good dude. He is a good dude. I don't care what you say about him, Phil. I like him. <laughs> dude, I've been waiting for this one for a while, actually. Like, since we started, I'm like, God, we gotta get in on sometime. I know. I felt like it was one of those things where it was like I wanted to branch out to 
like people outside of like our circle. And I just felt like it also turned into a running joke of like, everyone had something to say about Ant every episode. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, how long can we go? But it's like, hey, the season's coming up. He shared with me their schedule. And I'm like, you know what? We need to talk to him. And the thing is that that could have gone for another three hours. Oh, yeah, easily. I, I, I love what he's doing. And it's like, we're you and I, guys. So much respect to like, like I said at the very end of that interview, he has a vision. Yep. And he's promising kids his vision and he's following through. Yeah. There's a lot of rugby programs that that don't do that. Mm. They, no, he's doing a great job. They tell you, hey, we're going to give you this. And, and the kids never see it, mm. you know? So, yeah. It, yeah. I'm, I keep bringing it up, but like, I'm looking forward to that Iowa, Iowa State preview. Like, and hopefully we can get both him and Daly on at the same time. That'll be so much fun. That'd be such a wild, crazy conversation, I feel like. That's one where we'll have to tell the wife and girlfriend that uh, my wife, your girlfriend. Yeah. We don't have both. Well, you never know. Those types. Wait, well, You're wait, married? Wait. You're married? <laughs> don't tell anybody. You'll get in trouble, too. <laughs> no, it's one of those things we're going to have to tell them, like, oh, this one's going to go a little yeah. late. Like, yeah. But it's going to be good, though. And I and I think, too, you get those two guys in a room together. Um they they feed off of each other because they are very creative. Yeah. Rugby is a sport where, you know, if people don't make new ideas, we're not going to get we're not going to grow the sport. Yeah, they're definitely both setting new bars, yeah. you know, to achieve. Cuz you know like participation in football is decreasing every single year. Mm-hmm. And football is the standby. That's like you just do football. Yeah. You just go for it. So the fact that like if football's struggling and football doesn't even have to try to get people to come out yeah. for it. Well, for rugby, I mean, you got to jump through so many hoops. And I just feel like these two guys, they're two of the most creative minds in rugby right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to sit down with both of them, especially on game week, because it's like, are they going to change their their attitude a little? Because they, they are great friends, you yeah. know? That's what's cool, too, about rugby. It's like most coaches are like, hey, I love everybody. But then when we play each other, my team's better than your team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it'll be fun. But you know what, Phil? What's that? You're on my team. I am. Let's high five. Yeah. Ooh, well, how are we feeling? feeling? Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. Good, you. That kid's sleeping. I know, I said that a little loud. Yeah, you really did. Fresh, 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 fres